Hello, my beautiful tribe. This is the Chief Geo, and this is Never Will I Ever. Today's episode is episode five, and this is Never Will I Ever Apologize for Being Black, Conversations with Allies and Friends. And today I have, so this is part two, and today I have my friend Cole. Hello, Cole. How you doing? Nice to see you guys. And Aaron. Hi, hey, Aaron. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? So just a little bit, well, like I introduced myself in the beginning of every podcast, I am a 28-year-old African-American plus-size woman. I am a doula, a nanny, a child care provider, and a black business owner. Um, and you guys can introduce yourselves, whoever wants to go first. My name's Cole Dorman, 28 years old, uh, born in the Bay, raised in L.A., I drive trucks for UPS, and those are my credentials. There we go. That's Cole and Mr. Aaron. Yeah, my name's Aaron. Uh, my family's from Compton, but I live out here in the IE and Ontario now, but I'm pretty much from Rancho. Um, 30 years old. I've been a homeowner for, shit, five years now. Ooh, congrats. Yeah. Yes. I got a couple degrees, and I, I had a business, but I lost it, so that's my credentials. <laughs> well... We're all about here, all here about growing still and throwing and You're still and a house owner, though. Right, yeah, you yeah, still yeah, so own a home. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. all right. So today, like I said, well, I spoke to them earlier a little bit off mic, and we were saying that we were going to talk about similar topics to what we were speaking about in the first episode, um, just about systemic racism and the way that Black people have been and have been historically interacting with the police mm-hmm. and interacting with our government. Um, and I picked these gentlemen to come on the podcast because they both have very strong views. Um, I would say so. Very strong views on this topic. Um, just so we're clear, so I, just so we're clear about the dynamic, I use the word allies because Cole is not an African American man. Um, he's a Caucasian American man. He's Italian and native, right? European American. Um, if you want to get the full genealogy, it's uh, Spanish, um, German, French Canadian, Native American. So there we go. Yep. And Aaron is an African American man. Um, and they're both they're really good friends um, yes, for each other. Yes, sir. Um, so I wanted to get their viewpoints and and having conversations with Cole and with Aaron. Um, we are all really passionate about this subject because we know that a lot of the knowledge that we have, a lot of people do not have because Correct. they either aren't afforded the same, they're not afforded the same resources, I guess, some, not all, some. But now with the internet, you can Google pretty much any you and can everything. Google any and everything. And it will give you background history, any and everything. So we're going to start at the top. Well, what they tell us is the top. Um, when African-Americans were brought into the United States. I want to know what you guys feel about that part of history. Uh, about literally being transformed, yes. transported over? Yes. You want to take it first? This is the interesting thing. I uh, posted this question on my Instagram. Like, you gonna, people are going to be tripping out. I said, where are the slave ships? Where in the museums are they? Are there pieces of them? What's going on? And when you look underneath the ground, right, especially in Mexico, uh, they have it in Arizona and the Grand Canes, you see pyramids, you see actual African structures in American lands, both north and south. Right. And if you think about it, just during those times, 
for you to have a ship like the Amistad, which could carry 20,000 Africans, and you saw the conditions they put the Africans in, and they're going to travel them, uh, what is it, a two-month journey by boat from Africa to the east coast of uh, the country. How many of those people can survive to populate and make millions and millions and millions and millions of Africans? It's a very interesting thing. I believe there were actually a lot more black people here than we were actually told. And it's funny that you bring that up because um, just in doing my own research, the oldest um, living being that was found um, in the United States was in Mexico and it was the Olmecs. Mm -hmm. And when they DNA tested the Olmecs, they found that they had West African blood. And they, those bones predated any other civilization mm -hmm. that was in the United States. So when you say things like, I always tell people that the slave trade story has been told to us in reverse. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Um, Google me, like I said, on the first episode, fact check me. Mm -hmm. Do your research. I don't want you to just take my word for it or Cole's word for it or Aaron's word for it. Do your research for yourself. But um, that was the first civilization on this continent. And Christopher Columbus got his map from Moorish people. And who are Moorish people? North Africans. Exactly. From Morocco. Mm -hmm. Yes, essentially. And it was actually the Moors who came in and civilized Europe and introduced them to servitude, not necessarily slavery. Mm -hmm. and, the, and, and the Southern Europeans, along with the English, they reversed it. Right. And it was with the, I think it was the Roman Catholic Church, the Vatican gave permissions once they kicked the Moors out in 1492 to go down to West Africa and, yes, they did. and uh, gather up indigenous people and bring them over to what is now called the Americas. Correct. Right. And, and you know what, speaking of that too, is a lot of people have the story fucked up because they believe, oh, Africans sold each other, Af each other, uh, other Africans, excuse me, into slavery, not, but they were not understanding the pretenses that this slavery was about to become because it wasn't the same, it wasn't the same type of servitude. So that's a big right. thing that needs to be noted. Yeah, servants in African countries, like for servants for kings, because people forget all the time and it makes me so angry that people, when they think of Africa, they think of little black people with mm. nappy hair, short hair running around or bald heads running around with like sticks and shit. Sticks. Yeah, like no, there's full centuries of kingdoms and people ruling not even just different parts of Africa, but different parts of Europe, Spain, Portugal, like pe black people had strong nations and it gets me so upset when that is not recognized. So check this out. So I did my DNA test, right? Mm -hmm. And I came up a good, a significant amount of Spanish, mm -hmm. but in there was also North African. Yeah. And that is because of the small the not it's not even a migration it was just like a it was just like an island hop mm -hmm. over from from north africa to spain and the interbreeding that went on during the strait of uh, gibraltar during 710 ad or you know long time ago and it's so easy to prove the connection between africans and europeans Man. just by looking at even the europeans artwork um like europeans they always rocking a lion right on their mm. on their shoes right. and shit there's no lions in europe Right. Or, you know, Italians, they love their alligator suede shoes, right? There are There's no alligators, alligators in Europe. In Europe. Yes. You know what I mean? So We gave you fashion. We gave you indoor plumbing. Yeah. We gave you ways to corral your animals. That way they were not in your house. house. And a very important one was alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alcohol was absolutely um, a necessity in Europe because when the Moors came in, 
not in the entirety of Europe, but let's focus on Southern Europe, they were suffering from a huge plague. Yeah. And alcohol was a big key factor in getting Europeans out of that state. So it's, it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate that Europeans, and when we go back to the slave trade, that they, you know, did what they did. And after being helped so, so, so much by Africans that they did what they did and brought them over to America. Also salt too. Salt at that time was worth more than gold. Yeah. So just, uh, just having salt to be able to preserve your foods and stuff helped out a lot of Europeans. And did you ever hear that the uh, the why it's called racism theory? Have you guys ever heard that? No. Or, um, go ahead, bro. I never heard of that. I've so never heard of it either. Check, check this out. Uh, Europe went through some dark ages, right? Where when the rise of Islam was coming up, uh, basically all the other nations that were surrounding it, which was Asia, India, Africa, they stopped fucking with Europe because they refused to acknowledge Islam as a religion. That trade embargo caused uh, Europeans to have infighting for hundreds of years. And basically over those hundreds of years and starvation, they became a, a warrior class of people, of just savages like uh, barbarians, you know, uh, Vikings, all this type of shit. They, they were impoverished, they didn't have any food, they're gonna run up on you and take your shit. You know what I mean? Same thing that we see today when people are impoverished, right? Um, white people used to whoop mad ass. And what happened is the trade embargo gets lifted from Europe. Mm -hmm. And I got a guy like Mansa Muto, who was at the time the richest person in the world, and he was African man. African man, bankrupt. Come on, shout billion, out Mansa billion, Billionaire. Billionaire. Right. Multi-billionaire. Bankrupting, he, they said he would walk through, through countries and bankrupt countries because he was giving away so much money and stuff anyway. Long story short, uh, the Europeans come out of this embargo and they see, hey, there is no, I mean, there's so much abundance of stuff and we've been infighting. It's a race for us to go jack these people. So the mentality Basically hijacking, you did it. Right, and the, that's why it's called racism because it's a race for me to get to the materials, you dig? Wow. So that's and interesting. And that's crazy that Africa is the richest planet in natural resources. I mean, richest country with natural resources, not planet, sorry. Right. Richest country with, of natural resources and... Also the poorest continent. Yeah, and it's the poorest continent because none of the people reap the benefit. Well, majority of the people, I shouldn't say none. Majority of the people do not reap the benefits of their natural resources. Right. Their oil, their gold. And just so you guys know, melanin is worth more than gold. 100%. And it always has been. They use it to fuel rocket ships. I they saw use you it. post that the other day, they actually. Use they, they use melanin in like $413 a gram or something like right. that. Right. And this, that was 2017 prices I, I posted. Back when gold was $40, now it's golden. So I want, to, I want to know what you guys know about the pineal gland. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? The pineal gland is used as a stimulant, I believe, for creative thought in your minds. And it's also responsible for your dreams along with the pituitary gland. Mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's a means of communication with... I don't even want to say God, but I just want to say our creator because there's so many people that believe in different things. Different things. It's a form of communication with our creator. It actually tells us that, hey, you know, I'm here and I actually have something that's bigger than me on the outside of this body that I can connect to. Correct. Mm -hmm. When I'm praying or when I'm sleeping, when I, when, I have a, when I have a dream about something that actually comes into fruition in real time, the, the pineal gland, in my opinion, is, is a... Uh, is a um, the culprit of that and Europeans biologically speaking actually have a smaller pineal gland than 
most people on this planet. And I'm not trying to be a, this is not self-hate because I am right. white. This mm-hmm. is just facts. Right. Just facts. Right. And, uh, other than that, I don't really know much about the pineal gland other than what I said. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Aaron, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, the pineal gland too. They've done studies where they had people praying and that area of the brain literally lights up. Oh, okay. So that's how they kind of correlate it. The pine cone, right? So you'll see a lot of old um, statues. Oh, like Buddha's head looks like a pine cone. Also, it shows that it's twists, you know, like African twists, which is, you know, the correlation like that. But it is a connection between you and the Most High. And it is also something that's branched deeply to creativity. Um, and over time, it starts to calcify and get hardened. And then they say that it blocks your kind of free thought. It's something that actually lets you think easier. That's right. Yes. And so they have a lot of problems with, you know, they've got a lot of uh, tinfoil hats to say, you know, the fluoride in the toothpaste will calcify your pineal That's gland. That's right. Fluoride in the you, tap water will right. calcify your pineal gland. It's and almost intentional that they want it to be that way. Correct. And make you docile and not think. Yeah, that's right. Also, I have read mm-hmm. that the pineal gland, uh, pineal gland secretes melanin. Yes, it does. Um, yes, it like does. Cole said, um, Caucasian Americans or Caucasian people, general European people in general. Um, they're that goes for of, Asians too. Yeah, Asians. Anybody who's not Africans. African, mm-hmm. um, your pineal gland is smaller than ours. Um, and I just, it kind, it makes sense to me when I read that. It made sense to me because I'm just like, we create a lot. We create a lot. Dances, oh, even, the, uh, even the Pope's got a pine cone on the bottom of his that yeah. stick that he. I don't even know what that stick is called. The scepter or whatever. The scepter, yeah. yeah. He got a pine cone. He's got a pine cone on it. Yeah, and it, it, it it's a, there's a lot of um, one of my my tattoo artist actually she has a pine cone um, tattooed on I think it's her leg, but she got it for her brother. Uh, but she's and she knows all of these things, and that's another thing that she got it because she is a creator, and. That's how deeply she thinks. Um, but I just wanted to, I wanted to bring that up because like I said, we do create a lot. There's a lot of things that black people don't know we are responsible for that we are responsible for. Even in the judicial system, not to cut you off, but you know why they wear black gowns and curly wigs? It's because back in the day in slavery times, they would say that the old black man, which you know, everybody knows this, Old black people are the most honest people in the world. Come on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to give you the illusion that you're talking to an old black man, they put on a black robe and a curly wig, and they would have a pine cone on, uh, next to the gavel, which is just something else. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they that's, would, that's old, old, old school type shit, though. That I did not know. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're moving forward in history a little bit. Well, actually, no, I want to go a little back because I want to go to ancient comments. because I know a lot of people don't know about that and I just started uh, as far as my journey and my knowledge about ancient comet um, I started reading The Sacred Woman um, and I also started reading this book called um, The Spirit of Intimacy it's an African book and um, yes and they all all make references to ancient comet and Mm -hmm. the deities of ancient comet and so I was looking at um there's like the 40 like 40 acknowledgments in ancient comment and Mahat. there's yeah there's yes exactly there's 40 different things and they it the correlation to the 10 commandments is very striking it's very similar yeah oh. and i know aaron can get into depth about yes, the correlation between the, uh, the ancient <laughs> the on. ancient egyptian deities and christianity the christianity so yes 
Because there was when I was reading it, I'm just like, there's so many similarities. And a lot of people that I was reading for is that's exactly where Christianity came from. I think a lot of people can follow Ma'at today in American culture and become great, and be great, so great, 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 great people. people. Like just in reading and reading it in general and just applying little things that I've read, it's changed. And it is an African spiritual system, not to yeah. cut you off. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. important as well when it pertains to this podcast is... For, 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 for melanated people too they can have that like almost supernatural correlation between themselves and their ancient ancestors if they abide by some of those principles right and look up you know I mean? Copt- it's called Coptic Christianity it's the earliest form of Christianity okay um you the same gods that are in ancient Egyptian culture are the same gods that became the Greek gods mm-hmm. people don't understand that so there's literally tit for tat god for that a lot of europeans stole african religious system and they kind of twisted it to their means and they started calling people who were indigenous uh who practiced this ancient way of living they called them sorcerers they said you're doing that sorcery why because you're not going through their religion you're going through the source of god you're straight to the source so you're a sorcerer you're like a right a wizard and they you see what i'm saying and that's how this and it's funny how they made that such a negative concept too Mm -hmm. because in me reading the bible like i've said before in my podcast i've read the whole bible three times okay i do believe in god Mm -hmm. um and in me reading it i like i said i recognize the correlation between the two Mm -hmm. between um ancient african and of course here but when in me reading it just like the miracles jesus performed Mm -hmm. or the things god did that's magic Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. so it's funny that it's so hard for people to get that concept like magic is in your bible you just don't call it magic because when other people use it when you use it it's said that it's of satan yes 100%. But there was regular everyday people in the Bible performing doing, miracles. That's right, 100%. And that's magic. And in your Bible, it'll say that God is a jealous God. It does not even say that there aren't other gods or other beings or other sources. And that comes from also the bastardization of the actual word. So the Europeans, when they twisted the word and Shakespeare wrote the new Bible, he acknowledged that there's other sources of power. But my God is a jealous God. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you got to go through the sun, which is the son which is jesus to be saved not through the earth or not through what you are natural to uh your natural belief system and that became the major divide between the jews the christians and then the christian and then the muslims which was an update on the christianity right and for all the christians out there just because i know when i started researching these things for myself it is going to you have to be open-minded. It's going to shake your faith. It's going to shake your... They have a term for that. It's called cognitive dissonance. Yes, right. sir. Right. And for, for other Christians out there, Christianity is indigenously an African theology. Yes, 100%. sir. Uh, the first church, the first Christian church was actually uh, in Ethiopia. It's called the Rakhine Church. Yes, sir. Look that up. Shout out to Ethiopia, by the way. They and it's this, very interesting. They are really it's great very, people. It's very interesting because right now instead, of, instead, of, instead of building their church on the earth they built it in, in the, the earth. earth yeah it's in there so if you're walking and you're looking at your phone you'll fall and you'll land in and you'll land in a, at a church literally it's like a trench that's pretty dope yeah that's very interesting dope. i think a lot of it also has to do with the temperatures out there because underneath yeah. the ground it's a lot cooler mm-hmm. they say Africa, some parts of africa are so beautiful that people for years didn't have roofs yeah oh, okay. they, yeah, they didn't need that. it 
Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. And that was right sure. in that area, that Ethiopia. Yeah. And unfortunately, and I got to put it out there, is that white supremacy is... Uh, White supremacy, along with capitalism, also has its fundamentals in the King James Bible. 100%. Right. And I got to throw that out there. It's, 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 it's a rewritten version of what you were just talking about. Yep. Of what we were all just talking about. It's, it's in the English text. Yep. You know what I mean? Yes. Written by Shakespeare. All, yeah. Right. So, uh, there's little clues in there that you can find out that, you know, who mm-hmm. wrote the chapters and who didn't. Yep. What right. King James, what King Especially who, with Shakespeare and the King James, because he, he left little messages. Little that's right, yeah. Who he hired to write mm-hmm. this chapter and whatnot. So, yeah, it's very interesting. It's not the shame. I'm not a religion. I'm not, I, don't, I don't bash anybody's beliefs, but it's important to know these things. Yeah. And it's not like you can't hold two different ideologies in your head. Because I know that people in reading the Bible, it does say that your God is a jealous God and you can't um, our God is a jealous God and you can't basically hold two you can't hold two different ideas in your head I've always I, my dad taught me that when I was younger just research read and research there's two different ideologies in your head my dad was also the one that taught was the one that taught me to read my Bible uh, when I read my Bible know that a lot of it is for you to get the meaning of the story it's a parable. Yeah, it's not so much for you literal. to be, yeah, not so much be taken literal. For sure. It's for you to get the meaning of the story. I was just talking to Cole about that. Even the story of um, Cain and Abel right. is an allegory. Mm-hmm. Cain being the son who is greedy, who's going to keep the best for himself, uh, who's right. not going to give all to God, and Abel being the one who's willing to give whatever he has. Because if you remember in the story after Cain kills Abel, right? God marks him, mm-hmm. casts him out into the world, and he just goes to another tribe of people. But yep. they were only supposed to be the only two people. That's because it's not a literal story. Right. It's an allegory on mindset and how you should approach the world. Right. Also, just like um, I know during slavery, the the greatest thing that Baptists, especially because Baptist preachers used to use, is that black people had the curse of Ham. Yes. And when I read that story, if you don't know the story, um, Noah had, uh, was Noah, yes, he put a curse on his son Ham. Um, because he was drunk one night. Ooh, sorry. You're good, you're good. <laughs> he, um, it was one of, I think it was one of his daughters that he let sleep with him. Yes, he did. And so he cursed him. Mm-hmm. And that was, that portion of the Bible was always used to tell black people to enslave them, tell them we had the curse of him. Now, in my eyes, just me thinking in my mind, I'm just like, Everybody on this planet has some sort of melanin. Right. You right. are the only people uh, without are. it. So wouldn't that mm-hmm. make you, you the one to have the person? Hundred percent. Yeah. No, there's definitely a lot 100%. of literacy and a lot of good points in the King James Bible as well. Hundred percent. You know, and unfortunately that was used against people. Um, Europeans, white people in general, are actually a minority of this earth. 100%. Right. You know. So they're using their own facts against themselves well that's the funny thing too with white people black people and other people as well so much of our history we have to go so far outside the box to learn and research a lot of white people have no concept of actual american history and that is also a problem they don't understand how racism is actually holding them back if they understood that you're literally just brass tacks you have a percentage of people, 10, 15% of the people who are the most creative people on earth making shit out of nothing. And you want to stifle those people 
that are making your lives better at every opportunity, every couple years, creating the computer chip, creating the elevator, creating uh, the streetlight, creating music industry, creating the automatic and manual transmission against all odds. When you should have been promoting this type of behavior because it's going to enhance your life. That's why, like, when the home improvement tools, all that. Right. Yeah. That's like when the movie when the movie Black Panther came out and everybody was so excited about Wakanda. Black people know we can do that. Yeah. We can do that. Give us the room and we'll do it. That's why I was, I was watching um, I'm Not Your Negro. Mm-hmm. And I love James Baldwin. James Baldwin. I yeah. love him. And um, the James statement James that he made was, he was talking about race in racism was the fear of the white man. Mm-hmm. And how what motivates his anger is fear. Mm-hmm. And what motivates a black man's anger is not so much that he hates the white man, it's it's that he just wants him out of his way and more out of his children's way. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't realize that, well, growing up, I grew up in a very different time, but like say growing up in my father's time, my dad was born in 1963. He, I remember the statement James Baldwin made about he just, his father said he wanted to stand in front of his son and be able to feel like a man, like his dad was not able to. And I feel like a lot of African-American men, um, a lot of people of color, period, men, but especially African-American men can relate to that statement. Because Mm -hmm. you just want to stand in front of your child, in front of your family, and be able to provide and protect. Just be a man. And be a man and show your son how to be a man, but it's so hard. They told my my father's from a small town right outside of... uh, Montgomery, Alabama. It was Ishkuda. So you know that's small as hell. You can just tell by the name it ain't. Right. Right? <laughs> they told him when he was a kid that uh, I think he was 10 years old. Black people only learn to the age of 12. So you got two, learns, two years to learn everything that you can learn or else you're going to be stupid. And that's why all black people are stupid. And my dad freaked out, believed it 100%. So he started reading all this stuff trying to, because he knew he was going to run out of time. And obviously he never stopped learning. My dad had a photographic memory. But oh, it's shit wow, like that. I wish. Um, you know, and his grandfather was a slave. Right. right. So those ass women that his grandfather got got passed down to my great grandfather got passed down to my dad, was got passed down to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I could see there's a cycle of it's a cycle. There's so when people say that, that stuff doesn't affect you, it directly affects you. It does. It directly affects your entire life and how people and how your parents shape or, or see everything in the world literally in the home affects you growing up right. and that's something that's not really spoke about either right just like i made this statement in the last episode did you i was i remember i was talking to one of um my white friends that mm-hmm. i and i told her i was like she was she was telling me i don't understand why they're looting and rioting yeah, and all yeah. this stuff and i told her i said do you know history like you guys threw a whole fit over having to pay taxes for tea right flipped over a whole boat right. everything that you've gotten you've gotten by war and raping and pillaging people. I can, I can, I can, I can tell you the reason behind that, but I don't know if we're still on the topic of Kemet or not. No, go ahead. Oh no, Spitch sorry, we kind of go ahead. Spitch we kind of we got went off of it, but go no, ahead. it's all good to finish up the Kemet. Right. Kemet, ancient Kemets were not white. <laughs> right. Just no. throw that out there to conclude that topic. Kemet means black, literally. Right. And literally. if there were white people building those pyramids and they'd get sun cancer and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, America would rather acknowledge that UFOs put the caps on the pyramids that's than, right. than, a black, than black, black people. people. That's, that's why crazy. They, um, that's why they knock um, the nose off the And it's the very space. important. And it's right. very important. And it's also very important to understand that Ethiopia played a huge role 
in the civilization of Kemet because the Nile River runs from south to north. Right. And it's said that a lot of the ancient Kemets were descendants of ancient Ethiopians. Yes. Um, That's facts. And as far as European Americans, as far as, I'm sorry, not even European Americans, them too, but the history of white people and the reason in which they killed and the reasons in which they've pillaged and raped other cultures and did these diabolical acts that go against their own religion in the first place is because they know that they're in danger. <laughs> they know that they are the minority of this earth. It started, it started dark and it's going to end dark. They yeah. know that. White people, and this is not self-hate to myself, these are just facts. I don't know who your audience is, who's listening to this. A little bit of everybody. A little bit of everybody. Okay, well, I don't want to preach to people that already know what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. our skin white folks is a liability to this earth biologically we're a liability to the sun we have a a a smaller bone density and our pineal glands like we mentioned earlier are smaller the reason in which we pillage and do all these things is because we know we're in danger and that's the only way in which we can express our dominance african people were not like that native americans were not like that you know i i I can pull from both sides I can pull from both sides. I have a little bit of indigenous, but I'm, pri- I'm primarily European. I don't condone the European side, but I can, I can see where white supremacy is deep-rooted in, in, in plagues and, in, and, and, and the reasons in which why they um, retreated into caves because mm. white people actually come from Africa. Yeah. They started in Africa and Africans right. migrated all, all the, way the way into Europe. Yep. Okay, so we're going to talk about the Wormian Ice Age. Right. The Wormian Ice Age is the last ice age that humans ever experienced in on this planet. We haven't experienced another ice age since. Being trapped in those polar ice caps, there was no sun for hundreds and hundreds of years. Hair had Overcast. to grow longer. It was it was it was it was sometimes, you know, 100 below zero out there. So, what is what does evolution teach us? Nature loves us. Nature loves us, so it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna take a, away a lot of our melanin up in that climate where it's usually no sun. Because if we had all this dark melanin in Europe, we'd have, we'd have uh, uh, skin, skin problems. Mm-hmm. We need all the sun we can get. So by extracting that melanin through evolution, we can actually gain a little bit more sunlight. Our hair becomes straighter. Our noses, our noses become thinner. Our lips become really small to retain heat. Right. You know, and then we are forced to retreat in the caves and becomes the actual savages that they uh, told everybody else that they were. Right. And, and, and that's one of the fundamental reasons why European history is so violent and so diabolical because something happened in that pineal gland during that time that switched the brain chemistry of European Americans. This is not self-hate. These are just facts. You don't see anybody else but European Americans uh, doing mass shootings. You don't see him on uh, that one show with a, what's his name, um, with that guy where they're doing all kinds of like jackass, where they're jackass. jumping oh, off. Yeah. But what's the other one with that one guy uh, on MTV? Uh, it's uh, with Rob? Uh, Rob Deerdick, that Deirdick. one. Yeah, what Ridiculousness. is it? Ridiculousness. Ridiculousness. Yeah. You don't see anybody else on Ridiculousness jumping off the roofs and shopping carts trying to get attention. These are just dumb things that should go against our common sense that Europeans do. And there's something that happened in that pineal gland while they were trapped in, during that warming ice age, in my theory. I, I, I quote from uh, uh, Dr. Kaba Hiawatha Kamene, formerly known as uh, Dr. Booker T. Coleman. He's my personal teacher. Um, he, he's the one to quote all this. If you ever want to uh, fact check, go ahead and, and, and go on YouTube and type in Dr. Booker T. Coleman. Shout yeah, out it, to it, Booker T. Shout Coleman. Out. Shout Come out to on. Booker T. Coleman. You um, actually put me onto that. Um, oh, yeah, he's yeah. solid. You'll look at a lot of his older stuff from the 90s and, and right around like the 
uh, 2009-ish, I think he, he changed his name to Dr. Kaba Hiawatha Kamene, but he actually goes into the, uh, to the formation of the white, uh, of the white man from, from, from the uh, native African. So yeah. that should answer a little bit of questions to my listeners about why white supremacy has been around. Right. And that's the other thing. They take uh, so much culture, people don't even understand they're taking culture. What Deshaun Jackson said about uh, being an Israelite, right? When we talk about that. He's, and, and I saw Max Kellerman on ESPN saying the man was anti-Semitic. Do you know what a Semite is? All right, a Semite or a Semitic person is somebody from Africa, Asia, or India. Right. And so they speak certain languages, Hebrew, Arabic, and there's another language that they speak. All right. So if you're from Africa, you cannot technically be anti-Semitic because it's an area. Yeah, the- the Middle East is a, is a political region, not a geographical region. Not a geographical region. region. That's right. But what they're talking about is they're saying that uh, Israelites or Hebrews are descendants of Shem, which is one of the sons of Noah. So um, Shem was blessed and was supposed to have Israel. Right. But if you look at the genealogy of those people and the types of those people, they are also African people. And you have African Israelites, no cap, still in Ethiopia, these tribes for thousands and thousands of years. But white Jewish people do not consider these African Jewish people under the same type. And there's a big disconnect. Because religion, it's not a race. Jewish and is not a race. Even with even with just like religion, people forget like Christianity, um, Mus- uh, the Muslim faith and the Jewish faith are all cousins. Um, yes. When Catholics too. Yes, yes, Catholics too. They're all cousins. You guys, you guys agree on that? Yeah. I would They're yeah, all cousins. Yeah, yeah 100%, because 100%. Because literally, for sure. Isaac Saul and Ishmael tr- tr- were mm-hmm. the two brothers um, of Abraham's Abraham's descendants. And Ishmael, we all know, was mm-hmm. the servant's son. Right. And Ishmael was the son that went on and his people created the Muslim faith. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas Isaac's people went on and they created Christianity, Catholicism, and Judaism. Some Muslims claim to be actual uh, descendants of Shem as well. Yeah, exactly. And that's True. what causes the problem in the Middle East with uh, the Arabs right now and the, and the Palestinians fighting over that New Jersey-sized piece of land over there. Right. And people don't understand that. It, they just say, well, the, you know, a lot of people think the Jewish people have a claim to Israel. Arabic people feel the same way. Right. But that part of the story is not told. Well, they were all, they all lived there and they all have, they're all entitled to that land. All of them. So, um, and another thing that I feel like too, a lot of that has has played into, it has played into the hands of white people a lot. Because just like black people with the uh, crabs in the barrel mentality, a, a lot of black people, the reason why it's not all of the reason but a part of the reason why we struggle so bad is that we don't like to uplift each other and we've been conditioned to think that one person can have it and nobody else can you know what's funny thing is black people are so conditioned to not like each other it's unreal right if you watch the interview with will and jada you can see the pain in Will's He face. looks so upset. He looks horrible. Oh, and my God. So he's upset. an actor. You know he's acting. Right. He's just acting like he's okay. But you could hear anything about the cry. And what do black people do? We shitting on him. Right. On a public stage, I know he put himself out for that. But honestly, that's fucked up. That is. 
That's fucked up. That man is going through it. And, and if he kills himself, what black people going to say? But we all like to talk about mental health and this and this and that and all this type of shit. We like to use a lot of trauma and all this type of stuff. This, it's not, um, it's not an equal playing field out here for that type of stuff. And we got to stop doing our people like that. You can't. And, that and you shit's have, not funny. And you have to stop hating yourself too, because right. a lot of that comes from the fact that we were conditioned to hate ourselves. We're conditioned to hate our skin color. We're conditioned to hate our hair. We're conditioned to hate everything about us that makes us great. And I want people to know that just because we're talking about these things and we're talking about a lot of the plight of black people, I love being black. Okay, it's right. lit over here. I just wish you guys would just join us instead of trying to go against us. Just join us. Let's talk about this. Another interesting point. <laughs> Kanye says he's running for president. Everybody immediately shits on him. The funny thing is nobody asks what he's running for, what he's saying, what he's doing. Now, we all know it's bullshit. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I right. get that. But instead of having a black person that looks like you in office, you don't know what he's running for. Most of y'all don't know what Joe Biden's running on. Mm. Most of y'all don't know what Joe Biden's actual history is. He's Come been on. very racist. You can Google Joe Biden Ku Klux Klan right now. Voted against segregation. Voted against uh, homosexual marriages. Voted for uh, these ICE detention camps. Yes, sir. Increased it under his time. All right? right. Right now, wants to increase the police budget after we've been yelling to stop the police budget. All that type of stuff. You trade in one Trump for another, not knowing because you're not paying attention. So this is what I want to tell my people. Stop seeing things off memes and believing it. Start reading. Yeah, Start reading and research. Diving. Come on. Don't look at stuff for face value. If you take anything from this podcast, if somebody tells you something, look just it up. look it up. Come on. Yes. Because things ain't going to get no better for you under Joe Biden. He's an old racist man with Alzheimer's. And Trump is an old racist man. There's a pedophile. There's a pedophile and a motherfucking narcissist. It's just an extension of the Kanye 60s. Kanye is a black schizophrenic man. I will take the black the schizophrenic man. Over. <laughs> am I dead? Am I, am I bullshit? No. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? So people like, shit on YG. Oh, yeah. Why would you buy Kanye? Nigga, I'm over Kanye too. If that's my choices, these niggas ain't shit. But we don't think about it. We, oh, Kanye talking to them. Kanye. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that are uh, conditioned to just abide by the Democratic Party like you said about Lyndon B. Johnson. Man. Yes. That's your quote. Yes. How, how, how yes. they got the black vote. They, they, yeah, there's the a Democrats. movie about it. Oh my but God. they knew that if they did some of these civil rights acts for black people, black people would have, the Democrats have the black people's vote for the rest of their uh, lives. And then the Republicans with Nixon had another manifesto. I think it's called the Southern Strategy, if I'm correct, where they knew they weren't going to get any black people's votes. So fuck them. Everything's going to be against them. So those are the two dynamics that we we had. Yeah, so when, when Aaron told me that, I was like, whoa. But even then, with mm -hmm. that, like you having to pass acts and laws to help us and protect us, that shows you that the system was not made for you. No. Anytime you have to pass an amendment, you're amending it. You're not fixing it. You're just throwing something else in there to help somebody or that you think helps somebody. The reason, the, the way they got around freeing us as slaves is just by saying that prisoners don't have rights. The way they got around it is, okay, so now we're just going to put them all in jail. We're just going to lock them all up for everything that they do. And it's crazy because I was read. I remember uh, I saw a tweet from, uh, it was a white lady. Um, she's 
was, she said she was like mid thirties and she was saying about the mistakes that she made in life, like her getting a DUI and her run-ins with the police. Never did she ever serve jail time ever. Um, she paid her fine. She did her DUI classes and she was fine. But a lot of African-American people, you're spending that time in jail, whether it's a day or two days. Um, if it's your second DUI offense, you're spending more than a day in jail. And then you got to come about for those legal fees and all of those. Right. 10,000. If you get a DUI, that's pay for your classes, your fines and all kinds of stuff. And it's just little things like that. And people, and I hate, I can't stand. I, there's this girl, me and Cole went to, um, to school, high school with her. Her name is, I'm going to tell her name. I don't oh, care. Her, Ashley Dumar. Oh. Yes, I'm talking to you. He oh. Said, oh. <laughs> um, she made comments on Facebook. Um, oh, she she put a video of Candace up there. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, got, I got a lot of white friends putting Candace. She's not she white, though. Terry, her. Candace, but the crazy, wait, wait, wait. Cole, hold that thought because I'm going to get into it. Hold go that ahead, thought. Go ahead. So she made a statement where she put a video of Candace and Candace was saying how George Floyd, he had a criminal background what and all fuck? this stuff. First off, first things first, since when did having a chemical, a uh, chemical, a criminal background make, make that your penalty was death? In this country, you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, which means he was supposed to have a trial if he was actually guilty. You're not judge, jury, and ex- executioner as an officer. Which brings me to my point about allies, right? I'm going to be blatantly honest. I, I ask everybody, you want me BPC or not? I could give a fuck about an ally. And let me explain this to you. This is about right or wrong. In your heart, you have to understand that what you're doing is right or wrong. I understand there's a lot of white people out there that are listening that do not feel affected by George Floyd, do not feel affected by anything that's going on. They wonder why they should care. But that's another American man in your country getting treated unjustly. This is not an issue of I need you to be uh, my friend or I need this and this and this. This is good for everyone. Police shouldn't be brutalizing anybody. And stuff that happens to black people historically when we get things passed for us, it makes the country better for everyone. So when we're talking about allies, let's keep it a a thousand. Uh, You having us as an ally is more beneficial than us having you as an ally. And that goes for everybody. I don't care who you are, especially LGBT. All right, I'm gonna put that out there, especially LGBT. It went from Black Lives Matter because a man was killed and the knee was on his neck for 10 minutes to support black trans. It makes no sense. But hey, you know what? It's cool. I understand you're being abused. I understand why you're riding the wave. But understand, if things get better for us, they're getting better for you, 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 and you. So everybody needs to fucking help. That's my, my thing, point. My, I, I get what you're saying 100%. I feel like um, with Black Lives Matter, you we need to make sure that it encompasses, it does encompass all mm-hmm. of you. Because yes. I I don't want people to feel like, I like I said, I have a lot of trans friends. I have a lot of gay friends. It's not the fact that we don't stand with you, because I stand with you. But before you are gay... You're before black. you are sh- straight, before you are queer, before mm. you are trans, you are black. 100%. And before they see your gayness, your queerness, mm-hmm. your lesbianness, your transgenderness, before they see any of that, they see your black skin. They see your black. Uh, yeah, underneath that, 
Underneath that though, it's, it's the white liberals. 100%, god damn. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say 100%. I knew it, I knew Let me it quote was Malcolm coming. X. 100%. I knew it was coming. Let me quote Malcolm X. The white liberal is the most dangerous thing mm-hmm. on this planet. Mm-hmm. They're deceiving like a fox. Yes. Deceiving like a fox. What you were saying, it's the white liberals pushing that mm-hmm. other agenda. The facts. It's the it's the it's the it's the okie doke. And it's also a way to divide us because as you see, when the minute a person makes a statement like Aaron, like Aaron made, mm-hmm. um, people who are not gonna delve under the sur- under the surface that are just surface thinkers are gonna automatically you're against this. No, yep. we're not against you, and that's their way of dividing us. The truth is, I know that I personally have helped probably more transgender people than everybody that I can, that's probably listening to this. Every Wednesday, I go out and feed the homeless. And if you go to Skid Row, you're going to see mad black people on the streets, transgender, gay, homosexual. I do not discriminate. I don't care. There's a lot of people that need help. And a lot of us turn a blind eye to it. And that's something I want to speak about us black people, too. We see our people on the streets living like animals down there homeless people are getting pushed out of your neighborhoods and becoming homeless and living in the street and you and you willingly walk by that shit and that's something else that i i, I don't mean to deviate from the topic but if we're gonna start talking we need to really have a real conversation and i about think that too that well. goes into like our um our family dynamic mm-hmm. as black people because our families have always been fucked with. And I think it's because, well, I know for a fact it's because a strong family unit moves people. Mm -hmm. It moves your people. So, and um, white Americans knew that, which is why they started breaking up families when they started selling slaves. They selling the mom there, selling the daughter there, selling the dad there. So they're breaking up families on purpose. And even with, when I, when I go down to Skid Row, because we, I need to get back to it, but we used to, in the Skid Row project, we used to go down there mm-hmm. twice a month and make, we literally were in my old apartment. We made like 500 lunches and we would go out there and just drive around passing out. Dope. And, um, and seeing that, I, it would hurt my feelings to see these people because I'm just like, where's your family? Right. Why isn't your family helping you? Because I know, with, thank God, I was born into a strong family unit to where if I fell on my ass and I needed help, I could go back home. I could go to my parents. I can go to my grandparents. I can go to my aunts or one of my cousins. They wouldn't let me be out there in the streets, even if I had a mental disorder. And so I'm sitting there and I'm seeing these people who clearly have mental illnesses, mm-hmm. who clearly are strung out on drugs who clearly need rehabilitation genuine rehabilitation mm-hmm. though not just locking them in the loony bins and just treating them like shit genuine rehabilitation and i'm like where are your families and you know we as black people too we always say like hey somebody gonna take you in you know so you must have burned all your bridges we have all these types of excuses to kind of not help but a funny th- thing is this people don't understand a lot about homeless shelters so i'm gonna learn y'all some a lot of homeless shelters do not accept men. Did you guys know that? No. Nope. I know, and I, I, I think I know why. Because, because the, the women, women and, the, and children. the children are scared yep. of men. Yeah. So your family is already broken up by you being homeless. Your wife and kids can stay here, but what happens to you as a man? Now, you can't really get Section 8 like that. Facts? Facts. Facts? Facts. All right? So the, a lot of our black men are being really ostracized and put out in these terrible situations. Everybody knows in the hood, if you're a black man and you're there too long, 
you're going three ways. You're going to die, you're going to go to jail, or you're going to get out because yeah. you you literally have to adapt out of the situation. So these are things that um, I know we all know this genuinely, but it's something to consider when we talk to each other. Right. Especially because we're so hostile, a lot of us, to each other. And I just want you to know, like, the next couple months is probably going to be a lot of evictions. Oh, 100%. A lot of foreclosures. Yeah. Um, of us, really. Of all of us, because and oh, especially yeah. because like places like Inglewood, where they're building that stadium, mm-hmm. and people don't take into account the black businesses that are in Inglewood, the black <laughs> families that live in Inglewood. You seen Crenshaw? I, and Crenshaw, Crenshaw, everything. Like even like I went, I went into Compton. And I'm seeing like white people moving into apartments Man, in Compton, and I'm just like, you on Let me tell you. Let me tell what? you. I, I'm from Central Rose County. Let me tell you. That's how you. They got a Starbucks know. there now. Like, let me tell you. They got a Starbucks right there. That's how you know gentrification is real. If you was on Piru Street. Well, what they're trying to do. They got beautiful houses on that street. They do. The The homes are pretty. What the city of LA is trying to do is they're trying to make it accommodable for um, people that make over six figures a year. That's what they want. That's that's the uh, that's the audience that they want to bring into Los Angeles, Los Angeles County. Everybody else, they want to throw them into the Dino, you know, Riverside Valley. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then... And that's why, that's the thing too. I went into San Bernardino um, during the protests and mm-hmm. everything. And well, a little, I, I went in during the day, so they weren't really protesting. That looked like a war zone. Oh, yeah. They, uh, San Bernardino, the Dino, I, well, I'm proud of you. Uh, fuck what they say about don't riot, rioting gets us shit, okay? It worked. Don't, you, you work that shit. You shut that shit down. LA, you shut that shit down. I'm proud of you. I'm a very, I'm like, I'm a strong believer in the Black Panthers. Oh, uh, yes. Strong believer. Speaking of which, <laughs> why is the story never told about how kindergarten got started? Come on. Why is, why is the story never told about how you got free lunches and how, free breakfast? How you got free lunches, how the Black Panthers are feeding more people than the American so, government. Man. Let me, I'm gonna jump, let me jump in real quick. Go ahead. I'm gonna jump in real quick. So, you know, I have a lot of faith in the spiritual system. I don't think we need uh, a spiritual reform necessarily I think that we need a whole government reform it's obvious um, white supremacy is embedded in capitalism right now right. that's like their bread and butter they got mm-hmm. all their uh, uh, founding fathers on their dollar bills you know they got the entire uh, Mount Rushmore you know they mm-hmm. got all their founding fathers which the was Black an Panthers, indigenous, indigenous mountain before right. they carved so those people into the, it the Black Panthers they weren't as much a militant group as they were a socialist group, right? You know, so I think that for myself, and I'm not a black man, and I don't have to endure the experiences, but from my observations, the entirety of humanity, I think, can benefit from socialism, in my opinion. People would disagree, but I feel as though that the resources and the productivity need to be redistributed into the community. And that's what socialism socialism is about. But Capitalism takes all the productivity and all the resources and puts it into these multi-billion dollar industries. And which is why with these shutdowns, all these small businesses are going and all the big businesses are going Going rocket, rocket, rocket. What the Black Panthers wanted to do is they wanted to expand their notion about all power to the people. And they wanted to bring uh, a, a, a better a better way of life into their own community. But they wanted to adapt an entire government reform 
And I feel like they would pray for this opportunity this right, right now. now. This yes. is what they wanted. This is what they wanted. This is a time. This is what Huey wanted. This is what Bobby Seale wanted. Right. This is what they wanted. They I prayed wish I for had a Huey P. Newton right now. They, they they prayed for this time. The government the government's in debt. There's a pandemic. This is their opportunity to play the art of war. Right. Against the government. If you have not read so Revolutionary I, Suicide, you need to pick it up and read it. But also too, what people don't. This is this is my thing because I'm I'm more of a capitalist at heart. Um, than coal is okay. and let me tell you why in a perfect world right and that's the thing that I think that Huey and them were talking about socialism would be perfect in a perfect world but we know how things operate with socialism there's still somebody controlling and pushing the buttons on who gets what and what gets what right, that's right. so that's what's always scary to me because I say shit I'd rather I'd rather be on my own right and let me squab for myself just give me a, a fair playing field now right. when you got companies like AT&T IBM General Electric they have horrible business practices and they show billions of dollars revenue but as soon as a crisis happens they have no money they have to ba get bailed out okay so for instance and this is socialism actually yes but this is what's scary about socialism to me because this is how i see it all right geo let's say let's say you need money mm -hmm. and let's say you own a car right right and you don't want to lose your car first thing you're going to do is say i had any money for my car the first person said okay cool well, let me you know i'll give you a loan on the car nah fuck that mm -hmm. talk to the second person hey just give me equity in the car i own a piece of the car you know what i mean mm -hmm. when you sell it fuck that you find a third person hey uh, my car is too important to me it's too big to fail i need money i don't want to have a loan i don't want to give them equity and then that person the government gives you the money mm -hmm. so what is to ever help you from evolving having the correct business practices or just letting that company fall and die where other people who are in positions to have stuff same thing with the housing market the reason why we can't get houses right is because the government keeps it inflated yeah so in a normal well it's capitalist it's capital it is capital socialism it's socialism for rich white people right. and rich corporations not for you you fuck up you lose everything they fuck up they get a loan bro yeah and that's what's always been scary with socialism to me but is that's, a dictatorship it, like, that's what it turned out yeah. castro was a was a great was a, was, was a mm -hmm. solid revolutionary and then later down the line but even Fidel like you with that type of thing it's gonna take the the character of the person has to be exemplary mm -hmm. to yeah, do the right sure. thing that's exactly like um, like I said when I was watching I am not your Negro Jay mm -hmm. Bowen made this statement um, until white people realize that I am bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh I came from this country I was created and bred by you because it's true black people were bred to make these babies to sustain the South. The South would not have lasted lasted as long. It would it would have collapsed without free labor. It would have collapsed without the slaves. Which is why every white man who owned slaves got bailouts. Like people want to talk about reparations to black people. You gave white people reparations when they lost their slaves. They gave white people reparations the other day. C come on. They gave white people half of the state of Oklahoma the other day and said they were Native Americans. And that's the crazy part because you it that if you know your history, especially Native American history, a lot of a lot of Native a lot of tribes were put onto reservations in Oklahoma, and that land was promised to them because their reservations are there. Now you have white people come in and they want to live in this land, and you're pushing these people out of their land that was. It's rightfully theirs. And honestly, I'm not really even hating on the, the Native Americans. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm actually I'm really cool it. with that. 
it's just like, okay, we have so many examples of reparations. Jews get reparations from the United States government. Can you just give black people their reparations, please? Come on, and let us live our lives. And like I said, it honestly would be better. Ain't nobody spending money like black people. Let's, what are you talking about? You want that? They, you guys literally started? had commercials in this in the late seventies and in the late seventies, well, all the seventies and early eighties. You literally had commercials where you're telling people that are marketing to uh, to other people there is a thriving class because at the time black people started becoming more middle class. Um, there's a thriving class, and they are there's so so much money attributed to these people, market to these people. You know that black people spend money give them their money let them make their shit and we will be uh, and we will be fine what they're scared of is a black owned banking systems yeah yeah that's what they're really scared of a secondary economy Mm -hmm. and speaking to your socialism point though there's a lot of things about socialism uh, socialism i do agree with but it would have to be under the right under the right pretenses i think it is the perfect system but I don't trust the I don't trust the trust government. Trust the people that are gonna run yeah, it. I don't trust no. the people that are gonna no, no, run no, no, it. No. See, and people, that, that's more people one. like not necessarily us, but mm-hmm. in our generation need to step into office. Start right. start at the mayor's platform, then because we are out here doing stuff. Like no. people at our generation. But unfortunately, but, like the the Senate the, the Senate and Congress, they can be in there as long as they, they want. want, and they can regulate. So if Aaron wants to run for mayor, they can literally tell him no. If he gets all the votes, they can tell him no. You ain't going in the mayor. We're, right. going, we're electing Gavin Newsom again. Speaking of which, Joe Biden's been a, been a senator since he was 30 years old. He's yeah. also known as the brokest uh, senator in the history of uh, the United States politics. But that's another thing. But I'm not really trying to show <laughs> Joe Biden. I understand we all got to vote for him. I get it. I just don't like it. So we don't. Uh, you yeah. have your right to your Everybody's like you. I don't like him either. I don't Everybody like says you vote that's for the I lesser said. of the two evils. I don't like the Democrats. I don't. I nope. don't mess with the Republicans. They're nope. both two fangs on the same snake. To benefit humanity, my opinion is a third party. 100%. Yeah. Socially democratic. You look at Norway, you look at all these other European countries, um, um, I don't know, Denmark, and all, or not Denmark, um, uh, London, and all these other countries where, um, you know, free healthcare, free tuition. The problem with free tuition, though, is if we have free tuition, ain't nobody gonna get jobs because everybody will be going to school. Yeah. Um, but 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 my point is is a lot of these other European countries are are well 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 off under the social democratic mm-hmm. um, status, and now white America is reaping what they have been sowing, and everybody's laughing at us. This is true. Everybody's 100%. laughing at us. I just know. Stokely Stokely Carmichael, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Huey Noon, Bobby, they've been trying to push this for their people. Yep. You know right. what I mean? There are uh, also facts. white socialists too. I don't know too many of them that have been trying to push this agenda as well. Like, uh, almost like, um, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders you feel me? I love Bernie. You know the, what I'm the saying? Only thing about Bernie is- A lot of these European countries are well better off and we're over here stuck in the sixties, sixties mentality. As far as our government's concerned, yes, yes. We're, we can't even arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Nope. Come on. We barely kill the rest of the cops who killed George Floyd. Barely. Yeah, barely. That's because we told them. We're so capitalist. Except for one. Hear me out. We're so fucking capitalist in America that if an African-American dies, these multi-billion dollar corporations are going to advertise it to get money. Yeah. You know? No, that's true. You're, you know what? You're, you're speaking 100% a lot of correct. You're speaking a lot of 100% facts on correct. That. These European countries, social democratic countries, they give mandatory federal months off for people to be at home paid on top of their vacation time from their employer. And for, for, for moms. For, for fraternity leave. For, for moms for uh, maternity leave. Yeah, you can stay mater- at home. I said fraternity, maternity leave. Yeah, you can stay at home for up to a year with your child. It's insane. Because, which, and that's important. Just like for 100%. me working with kids 
and me being a doula it is important to find that attachment with your kid because me personally the way this world is this is why i own a daycare i would never want my child to go to any other daycare right you still gotta make because it. of the fact that you still gotta set an example yeah because of this because of the fact that there's so many things happening to these kids out here. The pedophiles, man. Man, they they run rampant. Child abusers, they run rampant. And I will be damned. Right, the Wayfair. Let me tell you one more thing about these other countries. The cops don't carry firearms. No, you don't Yeah, they them. don't. Mm-hmm. Over there. This is true. And, the, and I'm not trying to compare and contrast. I'm just trying to let people know the difference. I'm trying to enlighten people that if more people understood these concepts that we would be better off and the crime like, is less over there like like there's a lot of people um advocating for for black owned banks and, and spend your money and i think that's partly the reason why i might have said this already that no, they, they afraid they're afraid to give reparations out right. to african-americans because they don't want a second economy banks. Oh, black people run run rampant. A lot I don't I don't a lot, a lot of black people will do so well. Look how well a lot of black people have done without it. Black people with it would would really excel. But the funny part is I think it would be overall better still for the country. What was Bernie's opinion on that? Did he have an opinion on it? No. Oh yes he did. Excuse me. You want to Bernie's opinion? Go ahead. Did you know what it is? Or you no, want to say go ahead. No, I did not. should not. Let me, this, let me, let me get a close to this mic. Oh. <laughs> this is something I've not get heard. Close to this mic. <laughs> Blacks do not uh, in his opinion, blacks do not deserve cash reparations. Wow, I didn't know that. Credit? He, no, no, no. Cash reparations. So what, are, we, saying, what are they going to give? He's saying what are they gonna give invest us? it in the communities. Now check this out. I know that black people mostly live in cities, inner cities. Mm-hmm. Right? So that means if you're a black person who's not in that inner city, you don't get any of the reparations. Also, that means that anybody in the city can benefit from your reparations. Also, that means it means a lot of different things, right. except that it's not going directly to you. Now, when his people, which are Jews, all right, people don't know this. They got almost $80 billion in reparations for the surviving people of the Holocaust, okay? Now, it was technically paid by Germany, but it was enforced by America. And America, with the Jews, came into create a country called Palestine, which is the size of New Jersey, where there were a thousand people living there and they kicked them out. This place, uh, Palestine, was actually originally going to be in Ghana. Mm-hmm. But the Jews said, no, we want to live in our Jordan, our homeland, right? So they, so they switched it. But they had got land reparations, cash reparations, everything else. Native Americans got cash reparations, land reparations, everything else. We were at war with Japanese people. Japanese people were in an internment camp for, I think it was three months, was it? Three or four months. All of those. Was it years? I'm sorry. I apologize. No, yeah, there, no, it was years. It was like 41 through 43. It was right in the Fairplex. Right, right here in Pomona, yeah. Yep, right at the Fairplex in Pomona. They got 50, I mean, 40, I think it was $40,000 ahead. Yeah, they got paid. They got paid. Yeah, got paid. You know what I would do with 40000 Man. 40000 back. Back then, right? Back then. Yeah, back then. Oh, like, like in the 60s. Yes. Yeah. Even though the war, and it took them about 10, 15 years. And we were years. at war with them at the time. Right. We were at war with v- Vietnam. Vietnam, but everybody thought the Japanese were... I mean, this was during the same time of the... Uh, Basically, everybody was communist. Everybody was still, uh, yeah, the communist. They were trying to say that everybody was communist. Yeah. And that's the other thing about socialism. People don't understand the difference between socialism and communism. communism. Please look that up. They, right. They, they propagated that shit to make it sound the same. It's two different things, yes. by the way. Exactly. But... You, like I said, you know what I would do with those reparations? Like you know what black you know what black people period Especially could do now. with those recre- reparations. Like, yeah, what? like I was saying, people are in our generation. We are the millennials, but we're also the bridge group. 
So we got to see the evolution of the internet, the evolution of computers and technology. We got to witness the before when we didn't have it and the now that we do have it. And we are out here kicking ass in this world. Mm-hmm. We are really out here kicking ass. And just get, like, honestly, I know a lot of creatives give us that money. Oh, yeah. Going off. But I remember I had spoken to actually one of the parents that um, comes to my daycare. Mm-hmm. Or that I, sorry, that I nanny for. And um, he's a white man and he made the statement, well, I don't feel like I should pay for the things that my ancestors did. Shit, you benefited. And so, and I, that's exactly my statement to him. And I said, but you benefited from it. Mm-hmm. Everything that your ancestors did, I said, especially you, because your family's from a plantation in North Carolina. You, you trying to tell me you, you came off the Mayflower? You trying to tell me y'all don't have slaves? Also, Joe Biden said the same thing. You could quote that. He said, I'll be damned if I paid for the sins of my forefathers. Go ahead. Yeah. It's like Aaron's on an anti-Biden <laughs> right. campaign. No, I'm just going to let you, I'm trying to let my people know. Educate this nigga's not going to be no better than Trump. Please believe that. Yeah. So I, I just don't I want, I just, I just don't want people to have hope. That, that it's gonna be a hundred percent better. That's all I'm saying. Just this is just the lesser. It's the lesser. Maybe the lesser of the two evils. Probably not even the lesser. You know, not really. It's not even the lesser. No. Huh? Phil you know Valentine. Who, 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 no. Phil I do Valentine not know who is. Phil Valentine is. He's a Google that. Guy. Yeah. You need to. You, Let me go ahead and Google it now. Yeah. You We're gonna to, save it on my bookmark. It's a small quote. He said that the Democrats and the Republicans are two fangs on the same snake. This, this is true. That's a hundred percent fact. Phil Valentine is an expert on metaphysics and ancient esoteric African history. By the way. Speaking of which, just to allude to Cole's point, Kelly Loeffler, okay, she owns this company. It's called Ice on the stock market. It's an international international currency exchange. So they basically own the the stock market, okay? She got caught money laundering with Dianne Feinstein, who is a California Democrat. She is a, and she's a Republican. Mm -hmm. She's also the same lady who doubled down on the Black Lives Matter, by the way. People, and so yep. when you're looking at all these money laundering oh, things that are happening, yeah. it's people on both sides. These people might yell in the streets, but they do business with money each other. Money is money. Money at the is end of money. The day. Cash is cash. Right. Everybody's doing business with everybody. So don't believe the hype. Right. You know what I'm saying? Don't believe the hype, man. And I'm going to, I feel like we had such a great conversation. We might need to have a part three of this. Because I, I, I wanted to go into some other things. Oh, this is the part two of a previous? Yeah, this is part two of the um, Never Will I Ever Apologize for Being Black. Um, so we're definitely going to have a part three of it. But uh, like I said, I, want to, I just want to end this podcast with just white people out there. Until you realize, like James Baldwin said, that we are bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. And that you created us. You created these people that you hate so much. And we really don't want much. We're really not asking for much. All we're asking is for you to get out of our way. Amen. Anything my, else, Aaron? My last point is, you guys, um, the more you start to research things, and it's beautiful because you have a phone and you can use Google to look up a lot of stuff, the more you'll realize there's so much propaganda with black people against each other and white people against each other and others, and a lot of white people don't understand the same history that we don't understand. Black men, black women, um, there's a disconnect between us. And a lot of that shit is honestly manufactured. And the more that you see, um, the more that you start to learn and more you read, you'll start to notice that a lot of us are, are basically all the same. 
you know, we're, I'm no different really than Cole. I'm not really smarter than Cole or other than him or me, but because of how we came up and because I'm a man or he's, or, you know, or Gio, she's a woman and all this stuff, we feel like we really have all these differences that are honestly, truly not there. We need to just focus on doing the right thing. And if it's something that's right, like with the Latinos in the detention camps, we need to be against that. Come on. If it's whatever, it's about right and wrong. And if we start just getting back to basic, is this the right thing or the wrong thing? I think a lot of things will uh, get better, but right. we can lose sight of it. You do need to feel a sense of accountability for why That's the it word. is today. And what, what, I, what I was trying to say is feel what you feel. I think a lot of people say try to say, oh, I feel so bad for what my ancestors did to you and this and that, just to kind of just... I don't know. It's just up. a brown nose. Yeah, and you're what I still mean? reaping the benefits. That's the thing. You can be sorry all day just about what your ancestors did. I really did. don't want people to be like, not guilty. Oh, Cole just contradicted everything he just said. No. Because right. I, it, 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 it stings me. Accountability is the word. It stings me that, right. this, the, that, that America has treated people so wrong. It stings me. Accountability is the word. Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. Make sure you yeah. always I hold yourself accountable. Because I can't let people think, I don't feel guilty, white people. No. You need to. That's... Great. I, I, we, I appreciate Cole. He's one of my favorite people on this planet. If you're ignorant, I don't you, know everybody, but he's one of my favorite. People need to feel guilty because you need to learn stuff. Come on, you, you do. If you're ignorant, I don't care who you are. And I saw a, a post of um, someone that I know. Let me live in my ignorance. It's bliss, sis. Come on now. No, that's not the way. <laughs> you know what? That's not the way. You continue to live in your ignorance, and you're not gonna make a better world for your kids. Speaking, it's so true. And you know what the crazy thing is? I can't. It's like. And I got to check myself on this, but every day I see new horrible things happening to people and stuff. I cannot stop posting crazy shit. Yeah. I keep looking up and I'm like crazy shit all the time. It just seems like there's always something negative. And, you know, that's kind of stuff that can really pull on you and, and down and bring you and bring you down mentally. Just especially when you're negative, impact. negative, negative. So we got to understand mm-hmm. that we actually have a choice in doing this. I don't mean to stretch this podcast out any longer, but no, I was on a Zoom call with the police chief of Claremont two days ago. Am I lying, Cole? Facts, right? Facts. <laughs> the, the chief of police in Claremont, California said, started off by first of a saying that the police are being harassed. They are not being treated well and she does not appreciate how the public have been treating her off. Her, her, her and Claremont, you police in Geezerville. Now, it's a bunch of old no, 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 no. This is how she started off. And the colleges. She forced them to have an eight-hour class on diversity. So now their diversity is done. An eight-hour class? I'm trying to tell you. This is why you guys need to be go to local <laughs> shit and actually learn. It's amazing what you're going to oh hear. Oh, my God. She also said this. My, my cops are being treated bad. Um, I had them take a diversity class. So at this current time, I don't really think that body cameras are necessary. And... I've done a study, and that study says that they're not really that effective. You will lie. So, oh, and the other thing <laughs> is, hold on, one more thing I gotta tell you. She said, we can't afford it. You live in Claremont. First of all, your property taxes is high as heck because all of the stinking houses of there, there are over $500,000. $700,000. They're $700,000 up. There's 40 okay. officers. There's 40. Your police funding, just like your school funding, comes out of your property taxes. And those taxes are high. My grandmother lives in Claremont. I know how Fiat. high they are. 
So don't hit me with no bullshit like you can't afford fucking cameras. If LA, yeah. <laughs> like if they if every other city can if New Orleans can afford body cameras, New Orleans, murder capital. If they can afford body cameras for their officers, bitch, you can too. But that's but this is why I'm saying black people, Mexican people, Asian people, white people. You gotta pay attention to your local politics, man. Cause you don't know what the fuck's going on in your city and you don't really know who the fuck these people are. And you're just voting for, when you're voting on a, you're looking at a paragraph, you're reading, eh, middle-aged Asian man with a D next to his name. Vote for him. Right. White male Republican? No, hell no, fuck that. You know, we gotta stop doing that. Read up on these people. Reading these people, figuring out who these people are. They're in these city hall meetings. They're talking all the time. They're trying to be involved. We need to be more involved in our community so that we can shit on people like the police chief of Claremont. Yeah. I literally got on there and said, y'all need to have a fish fry? What you need to put in on something? We can, right. you know, we can just get a couple officers. You know, we'll, you know, black people will. We'll and you need to start making sure your officers live in your city. 100%. Because there's yeah. officers, especially um, mm. in LA and LAPD, I know because my mother was mm-hmm. a sheriff. She was a lieutenant for the LA County Sheriff's Department. Oh, nice. And nice. we lived in Rialto. Mm-hmm. My mother grew up in Pomona. So, and she's a black woman. So she understood certain things but when you have a white cop Hmm? that's going to work in the streets of Crenshaw, Inglewood anywhere in LA and then they go home and their home is in Claremont Pomona, West Covina anywhere else they're not in tune to what is happening in that city they're not in tune to the people in that city yeah you know and uh, my father, the same thing. My father was uh, original crash unit, um, you know, like the movie, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff. He lived out here. They they actually paid for him to live out here. But um, what people don't know in these police academies and stuff is you'll get these uh, white people or Asian people or people just not from the actual neighborhood, and they like it'd be like a little five foot three white girl like I want to go to Compton. I want to go to the most, you know, because they want to. <laughs> Be there, where the action, where the action is. is like you don't know anything about these people you don't know like why do you want to be over there with us right but that's the people that sign up for that kind of stuff so and black people too and i know people they make these statements mm-hmm. all the time and i hate this statement the black on black crime crime is crime there's just more black people in that area um they, you're killing who is next to you you're hurting who is next to you white people Kill white people. Asian people kill Asian people. Hispanic people kill Hispanic people. And black people kill black people. And why, and uh, and this is my question for you, Negroes. Why do you want to bring that up once we're getting a conversation started about the police? Why were you not talking that shit before that? And they're saying, oh, black people don't have marches when people die and all that stuff. That's not true. I'm from Compton, California, man. They got the walk of shame every year. They got marches all the time. They got people out there in the streets all the time, city advocates all the time. So just don't look at memes and be like, well, you know, it's funny when things start getting traction and start moving all of a sudden you start having people who are um, uh, uh, God dang it. they just trying to disrupt your movement and disrupt your flow I don't know I, uh, like, I'm trying to think of the word they're diversion there's some, some they, they're diverting oh, that flow about, the interview you're talking about um I know you're talking about. You're talking about um, agents, uh, provocateurs. They basically yeah, agents provocateurs. And people, people are like, you do, we need to do better. We need to stop killing ourselves. And it's like, true. We do. We do. But, but right now, we talking about we're this talking, right now. Right. <laughs> right. And if you feel so strongly, get off your keyboard and go on the streets, bro. Right. 
That's all I'm saying. Start talking to these gang members. But you, we do. Mm-hmm. Our brothers, our kings out there that are out there on the streets gang banging. I understand that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Nipsey uh, Hustle. Right. R.I.P. Yeah, real, real. that still hurts my heart. Because he was def- he would definitely be useful right now. 100%. He would probably be our Huey P. Newton right now. And I'm so mad that he's dead. Yes. Um, but. Yes. All of our, be all of our sure. kings who are in the streets, gang banging, uh-huh. hustling. You guys are smart. I've never met a dumb hood nigga. Nope. Never. That's you are true. so talented. smart and you're so talented. If you took talented. those talents and took that brain power and put it towards other things, I promise you, you'll be great. That's all. I yeah. promise you. Work together like you are right now. Man. And apply those principles to different things, to investing. In your mm-hmm. communities, investing in yourself, getting your education, I promise you, you'll be so great. You'll be so great. You would be, you would be amazing. You're already great. Like yeah. Nip said, it's it's in you. It's not on you. It's in you. And shout you out to the, shout great. out to the black women too, man. Y'all uh, kicking ass right now, and a lot Thank of you. things would not um, in the black community, which I still think is very matriarchal anyway. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of things without black women. I mean, we do gotta big up y'all and, and you know what i'm saying we do got to give you guys a lot of credit now this is what happens though when you get clowns like 50 cent and uh lil wayne the thing is ladies i'm gonna be i'm gonna keep it a buck if these niggas don't like you just don't fuck with them we right. gotta start being able to move on everybody's not can't get on fit on the bus man right and we don't got time to be dealing with clowns and, and people who are just goofy Right. Little Wayne showed you his true colors. Fifty Cent's telling you what he's telling you. You just gotta be able to let that rock and don't let that hurt your self-esteem because you still are who you are. Believe it or not, most black men who get married are still married to black women, regardless of what the facts say. All right. Uh, there's a bunch of facts about if you want to talk rape and all this stuff. There's big conversations about black men raping their women and stuff. Um, the, the the major person who's actually raping people is actually white males. But that's another thing. We need to focus more, I think, on this damn pedophilia. And what I have a problem with, and niggas gonna be mad at me about this, but I know niggas who 19, 20 years old going back to high school to get the bad bitch they couldn't get in their regular time. What? So they'd be 20, you, you think about it, in Are high you school, serious? you would always see, there'd always be the baddest chick and she would always have a boyfriend that had a car, right. had all this stuff, because the nigga was older. Older, mm-hmm. But if you think about it, no, that nigga's a pedophile. Yeah. And they'll have these women and they'll brainwash them and fuck the women up. So by the time they're 20, they're jaded and it's, it's horrible. So we need to start checking people on that. When you see your little homie and he's got a bad bra and she's and your homie's 20 and his girlfriend is 15, you need to say something. Right. Check that type of shit. Because that's causing a lot of fucking problems. And, uh, 100%. And just, just pedophilia in in, in all circumstances it's causing a lot of this shit and we gotta really 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 start to speak up on that I know a lot of people don't want to talk about that but we really really gotta put our foot on that and we gotta put our foot on just getting some of these people mental uh, mental health yeah. mental health mental health mental health yeah cause uh, it's not talked about a lot in the black community especially and there's a lot of us who suffer with it so I um, like I said before white people in this world just remember, we are bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. And you created us, so now you gotta live with us. And this is never will I ever. 